0: This is the Dominique Foxworth
1: Show. All right. I don't care what you say. I'm calling it and until you come up with a better name, David Dennis. I mean, it's the, the point is we do sports on Tuesday and Thursday. And on Wednesday, we hit you with that bonus. That is like sports adjacent or not sports at all. So that's the name, unless you got a better one.
2: That works because usually when I try to make a point, people say and. So that just
1: <laughs> All right, well, what's the point you want to make for us this week?
2: I want to talk about uh the big sports elephant in the room that everybody's been talking about is Ime Udoka mm-hmm. and how we have gravely lost the plot here um with Ime and how we've uh responded to the situation. So obviously, as you know, um Ime is involved in some sort of um relationship in the team and the Celtics. <laughs> listening is, to, uh, sorry
1: to cut you off, but listening to anybody talk about the Emei Doka, like set it up. I've been on a bunch right. of shows and we, none of us really know how to set it up because we don't have enough information. So for those who don't know, he's the head coach or was, I guess technically still is the head coach. Just technically still the head coach. The Celtics. Yeah. He got suspended for a year and also maybe forever because of, uh, inner office, this is the part where it gets funky because some people right. call it <laughs> this like it gets an office yes. romance. And, and there's also like um, allegations of harassment. The press right. conference that we watched last week from the leadership of the Celtics didn't really make anything better or clearer. And from the start right. of the situation, people have been taking sides and hazarding opinions without complete information. What do you got for us?
2: Yeah, so that happened, and obviously there is a uh, racial component of Ima Udoka as a black man in Boston Mm -hmm. uh, being uh, reprimanded for something that allegedly a lot of people do, right? Right. Um, But what was troubling about it was that as that was happening, there was this like cavalcade of people on the internet who were just like, what about Brett Favre? Like, y'all are talking about this, and you're not talking about Brett Favre, and that really was we lost that's where we lost the plot here because uh first of all um we did talk about Brett Favre Uh, I talked about Brett Favre we did 20 minutes on Brett Favre undebatable um as you know I'm from Jackson I'm from Mississippi I Brett Favre thing is like very near dear to my heart and very upset about it And we get more information about the fact that he is um asked and allegedly took billions of dollars that went to poor black that should have gone to poor black people in Mississippi to build a freaking volleyball stadium for his daughter, USM. It's extremely upsetting. But this became a like comparing two things that had nothing to do with each other. Um and it it was trying Sorry, to make What about
1: ism is always kind of frustrating and and we always call it out when we see it and like what about Chicago? <laughs> right, right. Police right. Violence. And so it's it's not fun to see uh, people using it in this situation. The two things can be can go on at the same time, and we can be upset and outraged and address both of them. But I, I find that divide interesting, and then there also feels like I don't want to say a a, a man woman divide because mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, there's plenty of men on what I would consider the the prudent side of mm-hmm. the email doca conversation, but there's like. A defense for Ime Yudoka, Ime Yudoka based on, or the motivation for the defense seems to be race, which like mm-hmm. obviously I understand where that is, and then there's like a fury for him from like the same demographic of people that's like how dare you how how dare you do this to Black Queen Nia Long, which like. Right. Also, it's like annoying to me. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I bring you on to hear your opinions, but I this one, you struck a chord with me on this one.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, thing, the the problem with this thing is that it's all sort of gaslighting. It's all pretend because really what is at the bottom of this is like faux black unity over Imei Doka, but it's really about, I want like there, I want police to treat Black people, like, please treat white people, right? Like, that is one way of trying to think about things, right? A lot of these dudes who are saying this, what about Brett Favre thing, really want, they don't want, like, to be treated with the same justice that white, they want to be able to do the same illegal, terrible, horrifying crap that white men get to do, right? And it's like-
1: They don't want to be treated with the same justice. They want to be, like, afforded the same level of injustice that- Right, exactly. Some people with power have. It, we
2: saw the same thing with when they were comparing Bill Cosby to Kavanaugh. It's like, well, Kavanaugh could be in the Supreme Court. Well, what about Bill? Like, how about we try not to be either of these dudes? <laughs> you know, like, that's like, why don't we do that? And the Brett Favre thing was just sort of the newest avatar for that. It was like, y'all are focused on Email. Like, Email Doka from all reports did something wrong, right? He did something wrong that should not be done. So, like, why are we comparing him to this other? Like, I would love for there to be 24 seven coverage of Brett Favre, because this is something that is very, that I care about extremely, you know, but I also understand that Brett Favre is retired, that Michael Vick was a quarterback, active quarterback, one of the biggest stars in the world. And that Ime Udoka is a current coach. Like there are actual current sports ramifications for these things that happen that are putting them at the front of all the shows. Whereas, you know, as a personal person i want to talk about brett Favre at all times but as a person who understands how this works yeah. it's just not going to work out that way but the and uh, people I are see. covering brett Favre. the brett farb is all over the place it is all espn did a thing on brett like more allegations or more evidence and text came out yesterday or sunday that said that brett Favre asked for prison industrial complex workers to help build this stuff he explicitly said can we get people in jail to do this and espn covered it and the what about Brett Favre people were absolutely silent about it.
1: Yeah, it, I think the frustrating part is that it's, it's used as a as a smokescreen to try to distract mm-hmm. you from what's going on. And I imagine you experience the same like online reaction that I do, like for Deshaun Watson, like speaking mm-hmm. about Deshaun Watson thing. I get more angry black men avatars in my mentions like how you gonna bring this brother down and like this that and the other and like you ain't talk about this when it was this white person accused of it and it's a it's a terrible position to be put in where you feel like or people want you to feel like it's your obligation to defend someone who has put themselves in a bad situation like I I understand the impulse like I I get it I understand the impulse to to when you come from a, a group that has been perpetually, like, disadvantaged, you have an impulse to defend uh, anyone from that group. But I also feel like there's, like, accountability. We have to hold people accountable. And it's a very bad place to be in when you're defending someone and you don't know, like, back to the email Doka. You're defending someone from something that you don't know what they're being accused of. And that's the real weird part is people caping, like, get them, get them. Like, no, let's, let's deal with this right here. It's just a distraction technique. So I I do find myself, uh, having like my identity guide me in some mm-hmm. of the positions that I take. It's impossible not to, like, I think we all do. However, like my identity is, I, I like it to be of someone who is progressive minded when it comes to, mm-hmm. uh, issues of safety which is what some of these are about for for women and you don't have to have daughters or be a son of a mother or a husband of a wife or any of those things to recognize right. that, that that stuff is messed up so i don't know is there anything else on this topic that you wanted to hit well yeah well two things which you know i i don't know how
2: close we're flying to the sun here but a lot of these dudes who were like protect our queen the alone yeah were also like Malika Andrews has to go, which was quite interesting yeah. to see on Friday and over the weekend that a lot of these people who pro proclaim to be um defending black folks were very quick to attack a black woman who was trying to uh speak up for for her case. And uh, you know, I think I think about fannie Lou Hamer, uh who. You know, we're not free to all of us are are free. And like we're thinking about Deshaun Watson, Emey Dope and things like that. But like if there's something that that's going to harm women, like black women are going to be most harmed by it. Like even if these things happen to like if Kavanaugh and all these folks are doing these things to white women and they get away with it, allegedly, whatever they get away with it, allegedly. Then imagine what's happening to black women at the same time. You know, like we could talk about what happens in secret with these celebrities, what Bill Cosby was doing, but we could also acknowledge that R. Kelly had public like prisons for black women at the same time, was touring, you know, like it's going to happen worse to them. So I do feel the identity to and the need to sort of defend and be there for our brothers and black men, but also understand that like if things are going to happen to women, they're going to happen to black women 10 times worse.
1: All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. That wasn't fun. You normally got some jokes or something for me, but this topic does not make room for those type of jokes. But maybe next week we'll do a fun topic. Yeah, you? I'll have
2: a I'll uh I'll work on my material. But I will say uh that people need to buy my book uh also yeah. the movement made us about my dad. I I was told I didn't plug my book well enough last time yeah, I was so I was
1: chastised. I should have brought that up myself because um I saw an interview about your book. And while I did buy it because, like, I try to support people, I did not actually read it. And the interview mm-hmm. was like, oh, man, I might have to read this joint. So <laughs> I I, 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 cra- I, broke it out from my pile of books that I buy from friends, but don't actually read. And I'm actually give it a go. Maybe I'll finish it by next week or the week after. And I will tell you if I think it's fine or poo
2: yeah just tell me just tell me the first just tell me don't please don't okay. be honest with me uh I mean, it's i can't, I can't, can't change it, it now That's don't do it. i don't need do it. i don't want your honesty whatsoever want, yeah, just tell yeah, me is good. It. it's good <laughs> it's, where, it's where bookstores are where bookstores are sold it's about my dad's time from civil rights movement book where books are sold there book we go school. good job yeah, books <laughs> i'm still i'm still horrible at selling at selling this thing so yes all right brother take it easy all right man yeah peace
0: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. ESPN tournament challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One.
1: All right. I'm old and not cool. <laughs> and my good friend Sheila Matthews, uh, she knows that. She's been trying to keep me cool for a while, failing at every turn, but bringing her on i mean you you're not failing i'm failing but anyway here's another chance make me cool sheila matthews i didn't even introduce you she's a host a culture host and producer at anscape and y'all still pumping out them logged ins
3: we are we just had jacques on so that was a really fun episode i don't know who that is but he was at the um he sang the anthem for the lakers game and said like e and went viral
1: yep i don't know nothing about that anyway teach me something make me cool so i can go say this to my kids and they'll think i know something about something
3: all right so we're gonna teach you still in the music realm of things today do you know who ddg is
1: nope
3: okay you know who you
1: said ddg
3: like dominique dominique go
1: uh that'd be awesome i would go there i don't know what it is but i like it what does ddg stand for it's a person i'm assuming
3: that's a great question. You know? Um, you know, rappers now have acronyms, and so we quite okay. don't know what they stand for. But I mean, his music is pretty cool. But like lately, he's been in the news because he's Halle Bailey's boyfriend. So he went on a podcast, and Dominic, you know how I feel about podcasts. Yeah,
1: present company excluded. <laughs> you just hate like all these men in their ridiculous podcasts
3: with their Amazon podcast kits. Like, we gotta stop it because then things like this happen. So he went on there to defend his girlfriend, Hallie Bailey around the controversy with the Little Mermaid. And of course, her being a black woman and like all the negative comments that have come from that. Uh, in the midst of him trying to defend her, he jokingly, not so jokingly, that's up in the air of uh, what it was supposed to be. But he said that he did not know that the country was still this racist and that he was under the impression that MOK canceled racism.
1: He was joking, right? I haven't heard this clip. I'm going to have to find a clip. But he had to be joking. Where was he for the last, I don't know, five years? I mean, it's like.
3: That's what we're trying to figure out. And I I get where he was going. It could have been a joke. You know, satire on on us. Mike doesn't come off that great sometimes. But, I mean, his response was he dropped his valedictorian clip saying he really is smart.
1: Oh, he he was valedictorian?
3: He was, actually, at his high school class.
1: Well, there's a difference between being like smart and informed, you know, like I feel like we have that problem. A lot of very smart people are ill-informed and they are the most dangerous people out there because they are smart enough to whip up some foolishness around a lie and have people follow them. So I can't fall into the DDG trap because I don't even know who the hell he is, but I'm going to listen to a song now, hopefully. It's not about racial progress in America.
3: I mean, I'll send you some songs. Like, his stuff is pretty good, but to your point, like, a lot of rappers, we have seen that from them, where they're a little bit out of touch with some things that are happening. I
1: mean, Lil Wayne comes to mind. I remember when he had that Emmett Till line. Uh, Yeah, Lil Wayne is, like, very smart and talented when it comes to rapping, but also some questionable things, but He's a big Missy Elliott fan. That's that's cool and feels progressive in some ways. I don't know. I'm trying to grasp at claws to defend or grasp at straws to defend some of my favorite rappers.
3: I mean, then ASAP Rocky comes to mind, right? When he was like that, he doesn't necessarily relate with uh, racial injustices and the feelings that people have. So, and the
1: baby, I feel like is the baby. Uh, uncanceled now because i know he got an uh, album no,
3: out he will never be uncanceled he just dropped meg's name in a song for market i you know i feel strongly about that little man too i don't <laughs> he him a little... that little man no nope.
1: yeah. all right well is the baby the next topic or you got something else for me
3: keep it on the realm of asap rocky We oh. gotta go to his his queen rihanna rihanna excuse me because she oh, corrects okay. you when you say that it's rihanna and she's performing at the Super Bowl halftime, so it's it's now the National Fenty League. They even changed their name on Instagram <laughs> yeah. yesterday, and I love it. I love is she it.
1: doing it solo, or is it going to be like a bunch of people like last year?
3: I mean, it seems solo for now. The yeah. original story was they tapped Taylor Swift, and she wants to re-record her catalog. So until that's done, she passed up. I don't quite know if you tapped Taylor than Rihanna. In my head, Rihanna was the first choice. So that's yeah. the story I'm going with.
1: Taylor got some bangers, though, but Rihanna definitely is going to be more more fun. I mean, shake it off, knocks. I don't care what nobody say. I know. I, it's...
3: I love he okay. Okay, all her concerts. The uh, girls are performer, But I think Rihanna also saw Beyonce's Outside this summer with her mm-hmm. Renaissance tour, and she's like, it's time. I got to drop something. I got to be relevant.
1: I think my daughter Lizzo's in town. I think my daughter's going to go to that. My oldest.
3: Are you going to go?
1: Am I going to go? No, I'm not going to go. She might go with some friends or somebody, because I mean, I don't have a problem with Lizzo. Lizzo got some hits, too. But you think that my 11-year-old daughter wants my big, goofy f- following her around? No, I
3: That's drop weird. her off
1: with somebody and pick her up or something like that, maybe.
3: Well, are you excited for Rihanna for the halftime show?
1: Nope.
3: Well, who would you have, then? You said that, like, with such conviction. Like, you have someone else and not.
1: Uh, I don't. I mean, halftime shows be, like, Whack
3: honestly you're you you played i you know i don't yeah. know a, a goal from an interception so yes, for me that's, that's the show is that
1: <laughs> no, i mean i think rihanna can do it like beyonce killed it one year i don't know i just have low expectations for halftime shows last year's was was fun i guess with uh 50 cent hanging upside down it gave me something to laugh at eminem was angry my, my son loved that halftime show and he plays it all the time like the youtube video of last year's halftime show all the time. And I'm tired of watching it or walking past the TV with it on. I've had enough.
3: I think like every generation has their thing. Like my thing that I replay is Whitney Houston's Anthem. Oh,
1: yeah. That was a good one. Oh, Whitney. So tragic. All right. So is there anything you want to plug this week? Tell the people to go check out that you are writing or doing or hosting.
3: For sure, so you can always check out, logs in on Anscape's YouTube. New episodes dropping every Friday, and I also have a piece coming out called Next to Now, The New First Ladies of Hip Hop. We're going to be exploring the Mona Leos, the D'estiors, the Rico Nasties, all the new women who are taking over the rap game.
1: I understand none of them names. I don't know none of these songs. I don't get it. Who, like? I, okay, just before I let you go, quickly, can you give me like uh, analog for these women? Like what kind of rappers are they? Do they all fall into like the, the little Kim lineage of like sexy raunchy or is there somebody else like Lil Ma, right? Lil Ma is not, she's a, a woman rapper who who comes with a whole different flavor than, uh, than Nicki Minaj, let's say.
3: For sure. So it's like a pretty comprehensive but not extensive list. So we Mm -hmm. have about ten people, but they all kind of fall in different categories. Rico, of course, is sugar trap, which is like this very high energy type of rap. Now, Destior is like luxury rap. Mm -hmm. You might know her because she's also with Future or was with Future. So that's the type of vibe you'll get from (laughs) her. You oh gosh, that Future Hendrix. Yeah, I mean it's it's all different types of women who rap and like all their different types of genres. So it's a really fun piece. We get to really dive into. How rap is
1: evolved for women. All right, I'm gonna check it out. I appreciate it. This is the Dominique
3: Foxworth Show.